You're listening to Like Jesus Podcast, episode 64. Hello everyone, this is Oluso Banjo and I'm so glad to have you again today. Um, happy belated Mother's Day to every mother out there. To my mom, a very wonderful mother. And uh, to my mother-in-law, I really appreciate you. And to many people that have been moms to me all over the world, thank you, God bless you. And many of my sisters, friends, and um, everyone, every mother out there, God bless you. Thank you so much. Today, I'm bringing to you the message that I shared at one of our churches, out of our commas, on this special day, on this Mother's Day 2018. And uh, I, I think I'm going to just share it with you because it's, it has a lot to do with uh, my, my vision, my purpose, and, you know, my desire is to see other people, everyone embrace God's purpose for them. So uh, without wasting much time, I'm going to bring you to the message and uh, later on, I'll get back to you. Okay, enjoy. The title of my message today is uh, The King Mother's Advice. You know, you know what they call the king mother? Who they call the king mother? Yes, the queen, the, the queen before that the son is now the king, right? Uh-huh. You know, and, and so there's a queen, you know, that, that or a king's mother. I don't know, I don't know the history, whether she was the queen at some point, because it's possible to actually never be the queen and be the king mother. Okay, so uh, this woman was a mother of a king and she gave an advice. And, uh, and that's what I'm going to be using to, to share with us because it's a blessing to have great mothers. It's a blessing to have, you know, great mothers that, that guide you, that help you to, to know the way to go. You know, it's, it's, it's just a blessing. But you see, in, in our world today, we, we have, um, we have a, a crisis that is going on. And the crisis is, is, hit, is eating deep into the, the design of God for, for our world. The crisis is, is so huge that almost everyone is suffering you know, in this same crisis. You know, everyone is uh, stressed, everyone is you know, pressured. There's so much chaos going on in our world today. You know, there is, there's, there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding, you know, that is going on in the homes. There's a lot of, you know, uh, challenges that, that we have health-wise. There's a lot of, you know, challenges that we have in the financial, financial world. You know, you look at the economy of, from country to country, there's a challenge that we have. It's a big crisis. You know, you, you see, you know, there's war in some parts of the, of the world. There's, uh, you know, lots of people, you know, that, that are supposed to be friends fight each other. You know, people that are supposed to be neighbors, they are neighbors for a while. You know, you think they are friends, that things are going on until something sparks and then a, a war breaks out. You know, and, and the people from this city are fighting the people of that city and they begin to kill each other. You know, it's, it's a big crisis that we have. And, and it's affecting everything. It affects the economy. You know, you, you think you put your money in the stock market, you think everything is going okay. You, or you say, me, I don't want to do stock market. I just want to do, you know, mutual funds. It's easier to manage. It's easier. Then you put your money. Then after a while, you think it's, money is growing. All of a sudden, the whole thing crashes. And, you know, 100,000 becomes 20,000. And you're wondering, what's, what's all this? It's a big crisis. It's affecting the economy. It affects the politics. You know, it's, it's affecting everywhere. Politics, people are just doing whatever. You know, the other day, I was, I was listening. I think it was uh, here. You know, this weekend that I, I heard how, you know, the, the stress that is going on in the, in the management of the hospitals, even in, in Quebec, here in, in Quebec, here. You know, and some of the things that I was hearing, I was like, oh, it sounds like I'm back in Nigeria, what, <laughs> what I'm hearing. You know, and, and the, the crisis that we have is affecting every single place, you know, that you go. You know, we, 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 we will think, you know, you go to the store, you want to buy um, food, and you, you know, the food is labeled organic and nice and all that, but then 
the nutritionists and all these people, they are telling us, read the label, even though it's labeled organic, still read the label. There's still something else that is hidden there, you know, that is, it's a big crisis and it's affecting every single aspect of our lives. You know, and funny enough, you will think that we in the church are, are shielded from it. You will think, oh, we're, we're shielded from this stress, you know, that is affecting everywhere. But, but it, we're not shielded. We're supposed to be shielded, but we're not. And, and, and this crisis is, is our identity crisis. You know, we have issues on recognizing who we really are. We have issues on, on actually being able to, you know, decide and say, you know what, this is who I am. And, and this is why from place to place, you know, from situation to situation, you see this crisis, you know, you, it's almost copied and pasted in, in, in different aspects of, of life. You know, you see in church, you know, somebody comes into the church and uh, everything is okay, things are okay, until something happens, somebody says something that you don't like. Then the anger rises up from within you and you're like, why did they talk to me like that? Okay, now, has anybody feel, felt angry in church? I have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that you, you feel like, you know what? Why are they talking to me like that? You know, and, and that's the reason why this is the way it is, is because we have a challenge of our identity. And, and the, the, the pain that we're, we're suffering is we want people to recognize us the way we want them to recognize us. We want to be respected, we want to be loved, we want to be appreciated, we want to be approved. We want, you know, all these things. And so we, we try to maintain what we want, you know, and it keeps going okay. You know, it keeps going okay. There's no fight until somebody, you know, something happens. Until, you know, the enemy sets in and he, and he introduces something that would make you know that, you know what, I don't like that person. Or why did they say that? Or, you know, how come I fail again? You know, and, and before you know it, one thing after the other, you know, the enemy keeps affecting our identity. And, and in the Bible, we see everywhere, we see it, you know, from Adam to, to Revelation, that this problem of identity is, is a problem that, you know, the, the, the Lord has been trying to solve since the beginning. When God created Adam, he made him like himself and he put him in the garden. But somehow, the enemy was able to convince him that he was lower than what he was. You know, and so he, ch he changed, you know. Starting with Eve, you know, the identity crisis started from way back, okay? And, and on and on and on like that, every single situation, you see it, there's an identity crisis. The person doesn't realize that the, she is or he is who he is, and the enemy comes and attacks him and he pushes him down and he's you know, suffering and he's in pain and he's struggling, he's so stressed and depressed and, and, all, and all that. You know? and, and, but you see, what personally, I had this issue okay, of identity crisis myself. Okay, for many years, I, would, I, I, didn't, I knew what the Bible says, okay? I kind of knew what Jesus did for me, but I, I didn't really get it. I didn't really, you know, uh, I, I, I would say I fall or I fell in the, in the category of people that segregate their life. My spiritual life, then my financial life, then my educational life, then my, you know. But it's a, it's a fad, it's a lie. It's just one, one you, okay? And, what I used to do, I would look at it from the spiritual perspective and they'll say, yeah, it makes sense in the spiritual. Then let's go to our financial life. Then let's go to, you know, relationship. You know, and before you know it, you know, everywhere in my life there was something, you know, somebody will say something that will annoy me so bad. Somebody, it, it was a, an assurance that before the end of the day, at some point, before the end of the day, I will get angry, 
Okay, now I'm not the kind of anger, you know, the kind of person that gets angry and, you know, shouts, but I get angry. And when I get angry, I shut down. Okay, I don't want to talk, I don't want to be bothered, I just want to be on my own. Okay, and after a while, I, I tried and I continued to grow, and the growth continued, you know, to the point where instead of getting mad every day, you know, at least every two days. Then it became every three days, you know, and gradually, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm growing. But then gradually I began to see that there's something more that I, I didn't get. There's my identity in Christ, I still didn't understand it. And that's why when somebody comes and says, you are not this, then I feel like, no, how can you talk to me like that? Then I get angry again. Or if somebody says, yeah, that's just common, There's nothing special about what you just said, you know, then I'm like, you mean I'm not smart enough? You know, and on and on and on and on and on like that. I don't know if there's anybody, I'm, I'm sure, that you've been in a situation where, you know, you've been angry just because somebody said, okay? Or, or you went for a job, you know, you went for a job interview and, and they said, you know, we, we don't need people like you. Or they don't even respond. You sent out resumes, they don't respond. Then you are sitting in your own place and you're thinking, wow, you mean I don't even qualify? I don't even matter? Nobody cares? I wish I had somebody that is up, eye up there that can connect me with, you know? And on and on, the story continues. I wish somebody would notice that I'm hardworking and busy laboring and doing all these things for the people. I wish I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling. I wish I'm not, you know, down in this place. And, and the more you think about it, the more it becomes bigger, you know, and, uh, and, and the identity crisis becomes stronger and deeper. And, and, it, and it begins to affect everything that you do. It begins, it begins to follow you everywhere you go. Do you know that there are some places that you go, you know, or there are some people that you meet. The moment you see them like this, they are, they are coming with a strong face. Why? Because they, you know, they, they are so angry. They were angry with the person they live with, okay? Maybe their spouse or whoever spoils their day in the morning, okay? But then they carried the anger from home to work. As soon as you get to work, you say, good morning. It says, what's good in the morning? You know? And, and you're like, oh, sorry. It's, it's a good morning still, you know? And, you know, the, there are some people that wherever you go, they are so moody and they're so angry because of what, you know, different people have done. You know, uh, uh, Bishop T.D. Jake said, you know, people go from place to place with, with garbage in their trunk, you know, and, and some people, you know, when somebody says, uh, you're stupid, they put that, package it, put it in the trunk. Can you imagine he just said that I'm stupid? And then, you know, he didn't trash the trash, puts it in the trunk, okay, continues. Another person says, what's wrong with you, fool? Then they add to it, and gradually, you know, and from relationship to relationship, there's lots of garbage that people have packaged and they put it in their trunk that everywhere they go, the thing follows them. That when you now meet them, you now see the baggage or the garbage that they are carrying around. And it starts spreading. You know, isn't that why sometimes you say, that person, I don't like hanging out with them because it's going to, it's going to come into me as well. I don't want to. You know, I used to be like that. When I see somebody that is causing, you know, bringing pain and they have their own, I, I don't want to because I don't want them to spoil my, the joy that I'm trying to package, okay? But what I discovered is the more you discover who you are, the easier it is for you to live and enjoy love even with people that have stress. Why? Because you now understand who you are. You know, when, when the Lord Jesus went on the cross and he paid the price and, and did all that he did, you know, we look at it and we say, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. When you're looking at that, it looks like it's just that. Okay, eternal life. What does that mean? Eternal life is actually a vibrant life. It's like a new identity. 
It is actually a new identity that we have as believers, that anyone that believes in Jesus, anyone that, that says, you know what, I accept Jesus, it starts affecting not only do you change, you know, Back in the day, you know, they would say the way you change, the way you dress, the fact that you smoke, all these things change, you know. So you, the old you is gone, the new you is now here. So you stop dressing the way you were dressing, you start behaving holy, you start dressing holy, you know. And but it's not just that; it doesn't just affect your dressing; it affects everything. You are a brand new person, and if only we can understand this and allow it to sink deep each day, you know? Allow it to sink deep each day. If only we can understand this, the grace of God will continue to multiply, and each one of us, everywhere we go, we become impact to other people. We begin to bring the life of Jesus everywhere we go. You know, like I said, I said the, the, the message that I have today is a message from a mom to the son. And uh, I, would, I would want us to move quickly to that scripture in uh, Proverbs chapter 31. It's is a, is a very common uh, scripture um, that we've read over the years. But usually we start to read it from verse 10. However, I want to start from verse 1 this time around. You know, because this was a... a, a um, an advice. Remember, the title of the message is The King Mother's Advice. Okay? And this message was a message that a king mother, a woman, a mother that gave birth to a son that became the king. The mother gave that advice, this advice that we're going to look at, to the, to the son. And, and I'm going to, you know, we're going to look at it and, and look at it, you know, as, as detailed as we can uh, with the time that we have on our hands. And I, I trust God to open your eyes as we look through it. I'm going to be reading from here. It says from verse 1, the words of the king Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. You see there, this all that we're going to read, okay, following, was an instruction that a mother gave to the son, the king. I thank God for, for godly mothers. I thank God for my mother. My mother is, is such a, 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 a godly woman, a wonderful woman that opened my eyes to see many things. And God has used her in so many ways in my own life personally. God has used her to, to counsel me. God has used her to comfort me. God has used her to guide me. God has used her to protect me many times. You know, she wasn't perfect, but, but God used her to, to, um, to instill his grace continually. And every day I keep getting to know God more as I even look at my mom. I really thank God for my mom. Do you know that there was a time that I was, I was stressed? I was stressed about something. You know, I think it must have been my neighbor. Remember how I used to say, I, I said earlier on that I used to really get angry. I used to get so angry. I think one time my neighbor must have said something or done something, you know, that really annoyed me. And I'm thinking, what kind of a woman is this? Why would she not know her boundaries? Why would she not, you know, what, what, who gave her the right and permission to be stepping and treading into my own, my own territory? This is my territory. This is my own zone, you know. And, and she was, you know, I think at the point, she was stressing me. And I was really, really angry. This particular point, I went to bed, okay? I, I, I don't know whether it was a deep sleep or, or whether I was just, you know, resting or so. In all of a sudden, in my dreams, I heard my mom's voice. And in my language, she said, don't stress yourself. You know, and she, you know, she said, don't stress yourself. You know, and I was like, and I woke up, you know, from that dream. And I was like, huh, God doesn't just use this woman in real life to talk to me. In my dreams, God used her voice to say to me, don't stress yourself. You know, and she said it in my language. And when she said that, when, you know, that, that was all I needed that time. 
to, to remind me that you're forgetting your identity again. You're forgetting that you're not supposed to be fighting somebody. You're not supposed to be stressed by the fact that this person is, you know, doing their own thing. You know, you're supposed to just relax. You know who you are. You're not supposed to be stressed. So when you, when you have godly mothers, when godly mothers are talking, when wonderful mothers are talking, you pay close attention. You pay, you pay close attention to what they're saying. Just as this woman here, it says the mother, the utterance which the mother taught him, he didn't only just get it. It got to the point where the advice that his mom gave him got into the Bible. Hmm? So in other words, mothers, you know, there are some things that you will do that looks like it's very small. Huh? There are some things that we do that looks like it's very small. You just, ah, I'm just telling my children what to do. One woman shared something with her daughter, her son. It, it made it into the Bible. That's fantastic. You know, and up till today, that thing that, that the woman gave, the advice, is still helping us today, and it's, it's helping us at this service this morning. It, say, it says, you know, this was what the mom said now. It says, what, my son, what, my son of my womb, the son of my womb, what, son of my vows, do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which devour, destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all of the afflicted. And I'll just stop there for a moment. This woman is, is challenging the, the son, is trying to remind the son that aside everything, over everything, your identity must not be must not be joked with. Your identity, you see, you must not forget who you are. You see, when he was when she was talking to, he says, "My son," personalizing, you know, the the, the son and, and all that. He says, "It is not for kings to drink wine." Now, in this place, I, I don't think what he's saying is don't drink wine at all. It's not saying that kings should not drink wine because even in the Old Testament we know that it was a big thing. You know, when there's a party, there's wine and all that. But there was something that he's she's trying to say to the son that you are the king. You have to remember that you are the king. Now, do you remember how I started this message with identity, the crisis that we have, and the fact that we, it's because of our identity. It's because of the fact that we, many of the things that we do, many of the wrong things that we do, many of the things that make us mad, many of the things that stresses us, is because of the fact that we forget our identity, we forget who we are. You, you don't realize that Christ, the one that you've already given your life to, that you now have a brand new life, if you know Christ. It says that Christ lives inside of you. That's who we are. That's our identity as Christians. As long as you have given your life to Christ, you now have Christ living inside of you. The King of Kings. You know, you see, there's a reason why God is called the King of Kings. Because we are all kings, and he is our king. Right? And, and so... The woman is saying to the son, don't forget that you are the king. Don't ever forget that. Don't get to a, you know, don't get to a position where you see wine. Something really exciting and, and, and interesting and you know, good for the body. You know, that's what it looks like at the, at the entry level. It looks like it's good. However, there's a problem that comes when you drink as, uh, as a king. It says, it's, I, I've jumped something, but I'll come back to it. It says in verse 5, let's, let, Lest they drink, that's lest you drink, and forget the law, and pervert justice of all the afflicted. You know, it, it says, and then it says, Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter at heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Isn't this what happens when sometimes you, you know, you are stressed, and you feel like, you know what, I'm just looking for something to make me feel happy right now. You know, and you just, you know, you just, the next thing that you can find, 
You know, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, sex, whether it's uh, uh, movies, whether it's wine, wh whatever it is that can make me happy right now, I'm just going to do it. You know, and you do it, or you watch a you know, movie, play a game, whatever it is, makes you feel happy right now. But he says, he says that thing, it helps them to quench their stress. It's just for a while. It's just for a while. Wine back in the days used to be used as, as sedatives. You know, sedatives, you know, to use to when somebody is in pain and they have, you know, you give them wine to forget the pain. Okay? Like for mothers, when, when we're in pain of labor, you know, they, they say there's something they can give the mom. They will inject something into the spinal cord. It's called epidural. You put it, she just forgets. There's no pain again. You know, it calms it down. But after a while, after the delivery, the, 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 the pain, I mean, the epidural wears out. The effect of the epidural wears out. Then the pain comes back. You know, but of course, thank God you already have the child by that time. You know, but, but you see, it's, it's, it's just all these things that we have and we're able to, to get, to, you know, to, qu to quench the thirst, to make us feel happier, is just for a while. It's going to diminish. You know, and, and that's why that woman was saying to the mother, uh, to the child, you know, don't forget the fact that you are a king. Don't forget your identity as a child of God. And my message to you today is don't forget the fact that you are a king. Don't forget the fact that Jesus lives inside of you. Don't forget, don't get carried away by, you know, all the things that are happening around you. Don't be distracted, you know, by the fact that this thing is available. It's just right here, so I might as well. You know, but he says, he says earlier on, he says, do not waste your strength on women. You know, you see, you see it's, it's not, he didn't say do not waste your strength on women. You know, women, meaning one person to another. Don't go from one person to another, wasting your strength, your manhood, you know, on, on, on women. You know, he says, no, your ways in which destroys kings, your strength, you know, whatever you do with your strength as a man, whatever you do with your vision, your purpose, your calling, whatever you do with your time, your ways, you know, every activity that you do on a daily basis, don't waste it. Don't just waste it going from one thing to the other and looking for the next thing that would, that would quench the thirst. Because the thirst will always be there. It's more important that you find your strength, find who you are, pay attention and, and, and say, you know what, I, I need to know who I am in Christ. And, and spend time, just as we have all gathered, you know, today, on Sunday morning in church, you know, spend time, quality time, you know, with God and say, Lord, I want to know who I am in you. I want to understand who Christ is so that I can know who I have been made in a new in Christ. Hey, this is a quick announcement for you. So I'm working on increasing the community of people that I personally reach out to. And uh, if you know you have a purpose but have been limited by any form of insecurity, okay, by, say, your past errors, past failures, wrong self-image, maybe even other people's opinion or judgment of you, but right now you are ready to choose purpose, then I'd love for you to join the community of people that I share with every week. So again, what I'm trying to say is if you're ready to step out of your insecurity in order to leave your purpose here on earth, and you would love to be a part of a community of people who are doing exactly the same thing, I want to invite you to join, you know, by using the link below on my website, olusobanjo.com. And I, 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 you know, personally, I used to be so insecure. I used to be, you know, I, I, I call myself a, a recovering people pleaser because I used to be so insecure. And I tell you what, that didn't help my purpose at all. I would love to talk with you. I would love to pray with you. And I would love to see how I can personally help you embrace God's purpose for you. And, and what I'm planning is that within the next two months, I'll have selected a smaller group of people, about five to ten you know, believers all around the world, that I'll be working with in a very small group. And this will only be people, you know, this 
um, opportunity will only be available to people in my community. So join today by entering your email address at olusobanjo.com. Let's trust God together to bring your vision to life. All right, let's get back to the message. You know, and, and he goes on. He says, give, you know, he says, give drink to the people that are perishing. You know, he says, for those people, let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. It's just for a while. It will, but for that moment, it won't remember his misery when he drinks wine or whatever it is that he decides to take. It would remember it no more for that moment. But after a while, it will come back. Then he says this. He says, open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are in the cause of all who are appointed to die. He says, open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and the needy. You know, he's, he's saying, don't get carried away trying to satisfy your own need. Remember that there are some other people that don't have what you have. You know, don't get carried away thinking that, you know, it's just my life, you know, and, and then you progress to the next level, then you, you know, the next thing you're thinking as soon as you get to this level is the next level you're going to attain, and then the next level, and then the next, it's all about you. You know, he says, don't worry, don't do that. That's not what kings do. Kings, what they do is they put their own, because they know their own is secure, okay? What they do is they start looking for people around that don't have, that don't seem to have an identity. And they begin to show them that, see this same Christ that gave me what I have? It can give you the same. You know, and that's why when, when my brother was sharing about the life groups, you know, you, you, you now carry the life of Jesus. You know, you see what Jesus is doing in your life. When you focus on your identity in Christ, that's what it does. It makes you to realize that, you know what? There are other people that need the same thing. I need to give it out. I need to help them. It says the speechless, people that, you know, the enemy continues to slap them left, right, and center. Different things going on. And they don't have anyone to run to. They don't have, they don't even think any help exists. You speak. They are speechless. You speak. Who are you speaking to? Speak to God about them. Speak to them. You know, speak to God about them. I saw a scripture one, one time. It says, it says, pray for all men. You know, he has called us to reconcile other people to himself. He has not called us to just say at home and say, mommy, 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 you know? You know, if I am still in my mother's house, my, my husband is still in his father's house, you know, he will still be, you know, asking. He's a father now. That's what happens to you when you recognize your identity. When you recognize who you are now, you don't, you're no longer looking for a solution to your own problem. You know your problem is secured in Christ. You now begin to go out to help other people. And that's what that woman was saying to the son. And, uh, and, and then he says in verse 10, which is the one that we know so well, he says, who can, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. You know, and, and, and it, it, there's so much that is said about this virtuous woman here that, that is so beautiful. And sometimes even as a woman, we look at it and it's like, ha, this woman is uh, doing it all. You know, and, and, and she's so strong. But there's something that I want you to see there. It says in that verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. There are some men here that have found some virtuous women. I am one of those virtuous women. You know, and my husband found me. Huh? Those women that I brought out this morning, their husbands found them. Men, those of you that have not found your virtuous wives yet, I'm telling you, you will find them. But the finding process is a very crucial process that it's you don't want to joke with it you want to take it seriously because you need a virtuous woman okay and now for those of us or for those of you men that have found the virtuous woman there's more finding to be to be done not for another woman you see inside that woman that you found there is a, a virtuous woman right now she doesn't look she may not look completely like the woman that is described here. But you still have a responsibility. Boys, guys, 
there is a finding. And it's an ongoing finding. Every single day, you're looking in that woman and looking for the righteous woman. Not, not stressing her, okay? But when you find, there's a finding that is going on on a daily basis. Not a label, okay? There's a way you can see a woman, she's not doing all the things that she's supposed to be doing, and you say, you are not, look at uh, this other woman. She does uh, blah, 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 you know? And, but you, it's your responsibility to look inside her and see the virtuous woman and say, I continue to find a virtuous woman, and there is more to be discovered. You know, because it says, it says, the heart of her husband, before I go to that, it says, for her worth is far above rubies. Her worth. You see, if you can work hard to find grace and virtue in the lives of your wives, hmm, or in the lives of people around you, anyone that you see around you, if you can work hard to find it, to help them bring it out, there is so much pressure, uh, 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 treasure that you get for doing that. There is so much. It says her worth is far above rubies. In other words, whatever is going to take you, whatever is going to cost you, even if it means that you're going to you know, forget that you are tired or you are hungry or whatever it is, Work hard and find that because if you do, verse 11 says, the heart of her husband safely trust in her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, if you can, men, I, I tell you, if you can work hard to bring out virtue in the heart of your wife, in the life of your wife, I thank God for my husband. He has brought out so much virtue in me. He didn't label me and say, cross, 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 sorry, abandon, you know, not qualified. No. He continued to labor in the place of prayer and in the place of just expecting virtue to come out. You know, you know when you, when you, when you see somebody and you're expecting something, you know, you're not expecting much. You just take whatever. You know, you just say, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, whatever you can do is what we will take, whatever you do. But then if you have a man or a, a person that, that begins to put you in a position where you, you, all you can do is just to allow the virtue that is already inside you to come out. That virtue is in Christ. You know, and, and that's why, you know, in his own life, there's so much joy, there's so much blessing that he will continue to get for that. You know, and, and I want to encourage you, those of you that are married, those that are not married, there is virtue in the women that God has made for you. And you must labor and work hard to bring it out. Because it says in verse um, 13, you know, it says, I'm going to rush through this now. She seeks wool and flax and willingly walks with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. Can you imagine? She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. Talking about going all the way to Gatineau you know, to go and buy maize sometimes. <laughs> you, know? you know, she says she also rises while it is yet night. While it's still dark outside, she's up thinking about, you know, what's for lunch, what's for dinner, you know, and provides food for her household. A portion for her handmaid, you know. In North America, we don't have so many handmaids. You know, but we do. We do. Sometimes you go to the person that has done the thing, half made, you know, like buy waffle instead of the, the flour. You, you hire, um, what's the president's choice? Hire them. Let them work for you. You know, they do have the work for you. Hire a, a vacuum cleaner. Put the vacuum cleaner in the side. That's your mate. You know, and hire them. Put, organize your home in such a way that it will be easy. That's what the handmaiden does. You know, in verse 16, it says, she considered a field and buys it, invests in it. You know, from her profit, she plants a vineyard. You know, sometimes it means gardening. Sometimes it means, you know, just, you know, putting something on a website, you know, different things. Whatever it is that it is that this person likes to do, you know, it's expressed in different ways. Goes to work, you know, and, and does all these things. You know, it says, um, 
in verse uh, 17, she guards herself with strength, goes around with strength, and strengthens her, her arms. It says she perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamb does not go out by night. When she's still very tired, she's still nursing a baby. You know, when she's still very tired, she's still available. You know, she says she stretches out her hands to the uh, to, to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She's making dresses. You know, she, she says, I mean, it says, she extends her hand to the poor. She, yes, she reaches out to the hand, to, to, uh, reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. You know, she's always, you know, there's a sale. You know, sometimes for the next um, winter, she's buying things that, you know, the family needs because it's on sale now. You know, and she's not afraid. As soon as winter comes like this, she's, she's secured. You know, and, and uh, what verse am I? 22. She makes tapestry for herself. Her, her clothing is fine linen and purple. I'm wearing purple. Looks like purple. You know, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. He, she makes linen and garments and sells them. You know, she goes into business. You know, whatever it is that she finds inside of her, she uses it and supplies sashes to the merchandises, you know, to the merchants. She's, she's, just, she's just illustrious. Strength and honor are her clothing. She, she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and her, her, her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now, that's, that's just beautiful. You know, that's just beautiful. All that is inside women. All that. However, I won't stop there. It's not just the women. It's inside. Virtue is inside everyone. It takes a king to pull it out. Hmm? It takes a king to identify that inside this one, even this one that, lab that is labeled bad, there is good inside. Because, you know, when you see somebody that pours themselves into you, you begin to see that there is so much that can come out of me. You know, and, and then you begin to walk uh, towards that. It says, our children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her work praise her in the gates. You know, when, when you, if you can work hard hmm, to find virtue in other people, that's your work. It's, it becomes, you, you make it a point of duty. You say, I'm looking for virtue in people that I see. Personally, I've, take, I've taken my life goal as going from person to person. I want you to become whom God has made you to be. I believe that God has a purpose for your life. You know, it says, you shall be praised. When you take it upon yourself, you know, you know the reason why we have stress and we go around, you know, moody and all that, is because of identity crisis, and so we're waiting for somebody to appraise us, to make us feel good. Tell you what, if you can put that aside and begin to find virtue in other people, you shall be praised. It says, our work shall praise her. A woman that fears the Lord, any man, any woman that chooses to look out in the lives of other people and says, I want to see the best come out of you. I want to see, you know, not just me. I'm not just thinking about me. I'm trusting God for myself. But I want to see you having life. You see that you will be praised. One of these days, you know, recently we were reading uh, this. We were looking through, we've been, you know, in the family. We're reading from Genesis. We're in uh, Isaiah now. When we got to Proverbs 31, we read the scripture. That day was a day, it was a beautiful day for me. Why? Because as I've been, I, we were reading it, we were reading it. Then all of a sudden we got to the end and my son looked at me and said, huh, this looks like mommy. You know, and when I heard that, oh Lord, the joy that came from my heart to hear that my son, will say, this woman that they are saying here 
it looks exactly like mommy. You know, and, and it, it now, when, when this end now says, don't struggle to try to do anything. Don't struggle. Try to bring out the best in the people that you see around you. Because that thing will bring praises to you. If you all know what God has called you to do, remember what Jesus said when he was living. He says we should go and bring other people. We should spread the good news. If you hold on to that and say, this thing that I have understood, this thing that I'm getting more of it every day, I want other people to get it. And you take it as your life goal. I tell you, with the fear of God that you have inside of your heart, you will be honored. There is honor that is coming. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. I was so thrilled that day to hear my son say that. But, but I can't wait to see his life even depicted so much more. I can't wait to see them, you know, shine brightly for Jesus. I can't wait to see them become whom God has made. I can't wait to see you become whom God has made you. I can't wait to see you, you know, as the king that you are. You know, the one that carries Jesus on their inside. I can't wait to see where God is taking you. Because all that is already in the mind of God. It's already clear in the mind of God. You know, when, when we used to live in Montreal, you see that area that the new hospital there, the, the children's hospital, we drove there this morning, past there. And each time I pass that place, I'm like, this thing was not existing. As in, it was just land at the time. Nothing was there. Now you go there and it's like a city has been erected there. Look at the, the way they are, you know, rearranging the, the roads now. Somebody will come from, you know, they will discover, wow, these roads are good. But at some point, those roads were not there. It took somebody, it took strong men, you know, people that believe that it's possible to actually begin to work hard and actually work hard until that thing comes up. Why don't you do that for another person? Why don't you, you know, say to yourself, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, begin to look at people that are around me. My wife, my husband, you know, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to get the best out of them. I'm going to labor so that they can be great. And when you do that, I tell you, you will be praised. Fulfillment, your joy is in that, is in the fear of God. It says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you, if you work hard and obey what God has said to impact life in other people's lives, there is praise that is coming. I'd like us to go before the Lord. And say to the Lord, Lord, help me. I, today is not a day where, you know, we're, we're, we're saying, Lord, I, I want you to change me. No. Help me to understand what it, it means to get the best out of other people. Help me to know what it means to help other people know you, Lord Jesus. Help me to, to understand what it means. Just like that king mother was saying to the, to, you know, every Everybody needs, needs uh, you know, someone to encourage them and say, you know, you can do it. The mother was saying to the son, to the son, King Lemuel, he said to him, he said, you know, kings are not found in this kind of place. Don't go there. And so you need to be that to another person. You need to be that to people around you. Lord, give me the grace to be able to impact and to bring out the virtue in the lives of people around me, in the life of my children, in the life of my husband, in the life of, you know, people in my life group, my pastors, everyone, oh God, that you have put around me in this church, everywhere that I go, help me to be the one that identifies the good in people and brings them out and helps them to, especially those that at this point are speechless, especially those ones that right now cannot claim righteousness, the thing that you have given to us freely. Father, I ask, oh God, that you will help me. Help me. Help me to be that person. Help me to continually be that person that helps others to identify whom you have made them. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us as a church. Help us as a church to, to go around in this neighborhood, go around in our neighborhoods, and, and find out people 
people that we can turn into great people that you have already made them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, make us great influencers. Great, make us great impact. The Lord Jesus said you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In other words, wherever we go, light follows us. There's saltiness. You know, but, but there's, a, there's a possibility that you lose your saltiness. You know, but we're not going to be there. We're going to encourage one another and sharpen one another and go back out there in the world and, and help people. Help me to understand what it means to, to bring out kingship, royalty in the people around me in the name of Jesus. Father, we, we thank you so much. We thank you for your word for us to us this morning. We thank you so much for that which you have called us to do. Lord, we, we ask, oh God, that you will continue to help us to remain in your presence so that we can remain in your love and enjoy your love and then go out there and find other people that need this love so badly. Father, I ask, oh God, people that are still using different things, alcohol, sex, different things, to cover up the pain. Father, I ask, oh God, that you will help us. That first of all, that we wouldn't even be in that batch, but we would hold on to that which you've already given us in Christ Jesus. We'll enjoy it, embrace it, and pour it out on others. If there is anyone right now that is still struggling, still, still using different things to cover pain, still using different things to cover, you know, the, the insecurities that we have, Father, I ask, oh God, that they will find that joy in you, and they will be a life giver to others around them. Thank you so much, Lord, for all our mothers here. Thank you for all our mothers all over the world. Lord, we just declare that your blessings will rest upon them. For those that are no longer here with us, we pray that their memories will so continually be great, and, and there will be great things, things that they wish they would be seeing them, these things that they wish they could see, you know, when they were on earth, we will continue to see more of it in the name of Jesus. Great things will be happening in our lineages and you will continue to help us to bring forth virtue and to find virtue on a daily basis in each other in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We exalt you. Help us all this week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Like Jesus Podcast. Don't forget to head over to olusabanjo.com for more useful resources. While you're there, please leave me a message. I really want to hear from you. It helps to know what topics you would love to hear more about. And if you found this on iTunes or any other podcasting platforms, please take two minutes to review the podcast. It would help other people like you to find the show. All right, it's your turn to go impact someone with what you've got. Bye for now. <laughs>